It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley. Thank you so much for your company. I don't even know where to start today in terms of the stories. Now, do we start with, uh, you know, all the other non-political stories? Do we start with uh, uh, the, uh, the the Partygate ongoing allegations? There's been another party revealed. Seriously, when were these people not having a party? The idea these people needed to be uh, having a bit of a break because they've been working so hard is laughable. Now we know how many parties they were having. I don't think I've had that many parties in my entire life. Um, um, or do we talk about the uh, the dead cat strategy from the Prime Minister in number 10 to try and uh, basically... Take our attention elsewhere uh, onto things like channel migrants, uh, NHS backlogs and the like. And it's quite something when a prime minister would rather have us talking about the absolute abject failure of the government to tackle channel migrants uh, problem. I mean, thousands upon thousands coming uh, every single month uh, and indeed the NHS backlog, a direct result, not of the pandemic, but of NHS and lockdown policies decided by the government. Um, so uh, it's quite something if they think that is better. This on the, the day it's revealed that uh, uh, Boris Johnson has uh, been questioned by Sue Gray, the uh, second permanent secretary of the Cabinet Office, who's uh, carrying out that investigation into Partygate. I think it would be extraordinary if she hadn't spoken to him. I find it bizarre she hadn't spoken to him already. Maybe you do as well. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about all of this. We've got lots of top guests coming. And I'm delighted to say that uh, Alan Tolhurst, chief reporter at Politics Home, is joining me all this morning for the chat as well. Good morning to you, Alan. Morning, Julia. How are you doing? Uh, very well indeed. Great to have you uh, uh, on for uh, the whole morning instead of just uh, the odd, uh, the odd political <laughs> bit of commentary. Uh, really good to, to have you join us. Let's start with Partygate. Um, more revelations over the weekend, um, not just involving Boris Johnson, but uh, involving his staff, but also some allegations against Kiz Starmer, which are interestingly old allegations. They've been on the front page of papers before him having a drink uh, uh, during a, a by-election campaign. Um, I've got to be honest with you. I'm not particularly stirred up by the Keir Starmer story. Um, I, I, I think that actually he, he's probably not done something that is uh, as questionable as, as what would appear to be routinely breaking the rules uh, in number 10 Downing Street. In terms of Boris's, I suppose, fight back, um, this sort of, you know, tackling the channel migrants issue, putting the, the military in charge, tackling the, uh, the NHS backlog. Um, do you think that the voters are going to go, oh, fair enough, we're back on the job let's leave Partygate behind us. Um, <laughs> no. and So the, the, there's two strategies. Operation Save Big Dog, apparently, is one of them, yes. uh, which is, 
is is the strategy to try and blame uh, other people within number 10 for yeah. essentially while he was doing other stuff they were having parties suitcases yeah. of wine and they're the ones going to take the blame while he gets off with a sort of a slap on the wrist and the other one is uh, operation red meat which is a like you say all these kind of policies they're going to be starting out so i actually think the tactic of announcing these policies is more to try and placate Tory MPs particularly rather than the public because I think the public are the ones who are going to make the ultimate judgment at an election but actually the people who are going to potentially remove him office currently are the MPs rather than yeah. that's uh, the that's voters. the key thing isn't it there's a very big difference between the polling which shows really people are angry about this I, and the fascinating thing about the party gate thing is it unites both those of us like me who've been opposed to lockdown policies for most of this time who thinks the restrictions were outrageous and unnecessary and we should have just had you know guidance for those who were vulnerable um that these people were giving making rules for us when they didn't they didn't need to they wouldn't they knew they weren't necessary because they clearly didn't think they were at risk well why would why were they not at risk but but i was um and and people who were very much you know i mean i'm law-abiding they've done the right thing um, i'm thinking of so many relatives of mine who you know who've missed out on so many things and who thought that the lockdowns were the right idea and we've had you know big family rows about it for goodness sake but they thought it was all the right idea and now they're furious that the people making the rules weren't making them you've got two massive big tranches of people on completely opposing views on lockdown but are united in their fury i mean and it is fury at, at this blatant rule breaking on what it would appear every other night of the year yeah, completely. And it, it makes I've heard people say, you know, that it, they feel foolish. They feel stupid for having stuck to the rules because because the people who are in charge of making the rules within Downing Street, within number 10, weren't following those rules. Effectively, they just thought that, you know, it's the, the Labour attack line, that it's one rule for them and one rule for us. I think that a lot of people do feel that that is the case, given that they hear, you know, as you say, there's another story in the mirror today about another party, another leaving do, yeah. um, you know, and uh, and the fact that, that they kept having these events, it does make people think that, well, what was the, what was the point of... Yeah. Of, of sticking to those rules. And, and, and again, we're not talking about people missing out and having a party themselves. Although, you know what? The right to have people over to your home is is normally considered a pretty fundamental right. One of the things that makes life worthwhile, in my view, seeing your family and friends. But but also the amount of people who missed out on saying goodbye to loved ones, the funerals with, the, you know, 10 people socially distanced. I mean, we've ever, I don't know anybody who doesn't have a story to tell about that time, about what they or their family members or loved ones missed out on. Um, and the anger, the anger, I mean, it's visceral, isn't it? And we know that Tory MPs, like Labour MPs, have gone back to their constituencies. They've come back uh, into Parliament today um, and they're going to be reporting back on what was said. Now, there's been some polling, there's been some focus group work showing people, you know, across the country are absolutely furious with whatever their politics. The question is, as you say, does that mean that Tory MPs will decide to ditch Boris Johnson and how can they do it? I read something over the weekend suggesting some 40 letters have gone in from MPs to the 1922 backbench committee suggesting, uh, you know, basically they want a, a leadership election. We need 54. We have no way of knowing for sure no. who has written a letter, whether they've written a letter and or how many have gone in. There could be one, there could be 53. We don't know. Uh, we won't know until there are those 54. But even then, is it obvious... Who would take over? Is it obvious that 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 should happen? I know a lot of people who are furious about this, but are wary of who might take over. Yeah, exactly. I think what's interesting about we talk about the numbers of, of letters. You know, even if it got to fifty-four, that would simply trigger the start of the process of replacing him. If you remember, Theresa May 
uh, found herself in this situation um, a couple of years ago and there was a vote of no confidence in it. Mm-hmm. She actually then won that vote of no confidence, which meant that she couldn't be challenged for another year. Yeah. So the fact is that even if we got to the number 54, and I think, to be honest, we're a long way, actually, I think, from 54. Even if we did, it would then trigger a vote. Boris Johnson doesn't look like he's going to resign. Yeah. He would then have to lose that vote, which means he'd have to have at least... 180 Tory MPs voting against him. I really don't think we're anywhere near those. And, and, awful, and an awful lot of those 180 are people who are going to be on the payroll would have to uh, have to say, right, I'm going to vote against the guy who's paying my mortgage right now. <laughs> effectively. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And there is, we know there is anger amongst some of those ministers, but they're definitely not at that point yet. So yeah. I think, although there is anger, I think we're we're several steps away. Yes. And like you say, there's still a chance that we don't know who. There's no sort of unifying figure to take over. Indeed. I mean, it's very much everyone thinks that, you know, smart money is on Rishi Sunak or, or, or uh, Liz Truss, don't they? But so we, we, the big thing is waiting for the Sue Gray report. Now, of course, she yeah. she apparently now told has questioned the prime minister. Bizarre if she hadn't. Bizarre that she's not. She's waited so long. Um, she, I mean, look, she, she's supposed to be very, you know, steely minded, independent. Nevertheless, you know, she's basically being asked to rule on what actually not just the prime minister, but but also an awful lot of her own civil servants on whether they've broken the rules. I I, I don't think is this is an in, as independent as people seem to claim it is. Word is that she's not going to find a you know a, such a you know a, a illegal criminal action that, that the Met are going to be called in, and, it's, and people are saying it's already going to be a bit of a sort of civil service East type whitewash. Um, and we, we don't know as yet, of course. Um, but the question is, that does that does that placate people? Because we've got the key thing coming up is we've got the cost of living crisis, energy crisis. We've got this massive big tax hit, national insurance. We've got council tax going up 1st of April. And then a month later, May the 5th, we've got the local elections. And that is when most MPs are going to be waiting to see what happens there Um whether Tory voters switch to another party, whether it's Labour, whether it's Reform Party or whatever, or they sit on their hands more likely and just don't come out to vote. Tories could be losing a lot of seats, could have a very, yeah. very, very bad midterm election. But if they think that, yeah, that Boris Johnson is no longer the vote winner he was, that's when things could get hard for him. Whether or not he's dealt with a migrant crisis or NHS backlog, because realistically, he's not going to deal with either of those in the next couple of months, is he? No, no, I think certainly the channel migrant thing, it's such an intractable problem. Just handing the the military the control isn't suddenly going to magic up a solution to what has been an impossible thing. I I think you're right, a lot of MPs I've spoken to have have talked about the May elections. The fact is that Johnson was never that popular amongst MPs. That support was kind of transactional, uh, seeing him as being seen as a winner. And actually what's interesting is that in the... The way that local elections work is that the seats that are up for grabs this year were last up for grabs in 2017. And actually, the, the, the Conservatives had a really good local elections in 2017. So for, they're sort of from a historic high point. So therefore, it could be a chance that they really fall off a cliff and lose hundreds of councillors. And like you said, that, that could be the trigger, uh, the, the trigger point. I think a lot of MPs at the moment think that given that we're still under restrictions, Omicron is not sort of we've not reached a point where we've moved beyond that they think that perhaps it would be a little bit self-indulgent to have a leadership election now if by the time we get to may yeah. we are beyond that it could be then we yeah, trigger a leadership election in the summer a new leader is, is brought it's in. a very good point about self-indulgent isn't it people are you know, 
really, really terrified about whether they can afford their heating bills and, and, and really worried about, you know, getting you know, the economy and, and, and everyone, by the time of the next election, every single person listening right now, every person in this country is going to know someone who is waiting for an operation or some vital treatment at the NHS. And th- those are going to be absolutely crucial issues. Um, let's turn our attention to the BBC. Um, big story uh, yesterday. And again, is this part of the dead cats rash? The announcement from the Culture Secretary Nadine Dorries that uh, the BBC licence fees could be frozen for the next two years. Um, and, you know, amid the cost of living crisis and also uh, that uh, realistically uh, this licence fee deal ends on the t- in 2027 if the Tories are still in charge. Question mark over that now, despite that big majority. In 2028, they'll be looking for a new uh, funding arrangement in the, you know, in the era of Netflix uh, and, and other, other streaming platforms. Um, I mean, realistically, this was always going to happen. The BBC people have been bleating away over the weekend, tweeting out about, oh, great value for money, 43p a day. But the point is, if it's such great value for money, then people will pay for it anyway. But people are being forced to pay for it, whether they use it or not. And the BBC is huge. I mean, it's a three and a half billion pound budget, for goodness sake. They can cut some corners. I mean, I, I could probably cut a billion and a half off their budget today with just a few dashes of the pen. Right. But I think I think what's interesting is that, you know, it's that Nadine Doris is the person who's announced this and she's one of the biggest Boris loyalists. So the timing of it does look really interesting. And as a couple of MPs said that, you know, this was not expected. You know, there's a grid of announcements. This was clearly bumped right to the top of that. It, you know, in a sense, to try and improve the ratings of of the prime minister. And I think if that's the decision, then I don't you know, I think that it doesn't doesn't sit very well with me to think that you're sort of you know playing with the bbc yeah. in order to try and boost your flag yes, you can make the decision but it should be separate from yeah from you know the dead cat strategy to save the prime minister and indeed views about the bbc although again i think the bbc has put themselves into this position i think their blatant political bias and on on everything and their meddling in culture wars and all of that i i think the bbc have brought this on themselves potentially but i do think that then you know focus on bbc and it's news division because, like you said, the BBC is a big, big corporation mm. that does lots of fantastic things outside of that. And there's lots of programmes that we all watch and we all listen to. And so therefore, I think, you know, to feel like they're being attacked over members of their news division and therefore that's going to, for yeah. example, cut down on the other cultural output they do. I think that looks quite short sighted. Uh, I, I, for me, see that it's not. I think it's all over. It's 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 in there. It's in CBBS. Uh, it's in all their dramas. It's it, they, they've put it into everything. I, again, I think I think they've brought this on themselves. They've only themselves to blame on this. I'd love them to go back. I'm quite happy for there to be a tax to pay for a, a BBC as a as a sort of neutral news organisation but I mean I think Netflix has proven to us we don't really need them for the high quality drama I think I don't think there's any better drama uh, than you're getting from Netflix right now I don't think BBC is competing at all on that front The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio If you liked what you heard please subscribe and give me a good review and don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10 A lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.